Thanks for tuning into the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Canadian events for the regular people. Welcome to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. Here we are today uh, with uh, my co-host Todd and myself, Craig. Our topics for today, we're going to, it's probably going to be a little varied, but we're going to try to stick around the, the throne speech of the last couple of weeks ago, some of the impacts, how it's going to affect Canada, and a few other things that may impact Canada in the very short future. We'll just have a general chat about that, and we'll go from there. What do you think, Todd? Yeah, we could um, start with uh, flushing the throne speech. Yes, yes, that would be a great thing to do, because really, it really comes down to it, it sucks. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, that's uh, the short the short answer. Short answer sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, imagine that they had this parole government for how many days? For a month. Yeah. For the sole purpose of filling us with this diatribe they they uh, came out and broadcast right after, and it was literally diatribe. It was just full of old liberal promises that they haven't kept in the past and. And they're going to try to keep in the future, which is highly unlikely. It's also about let's give away some more money, and uh, and it's all about the jobs. It's all about the jobs. Oh yes, especially <laughs> if you're a, a racialized Canadian. I don't know what a racialized racialized Canadian is. Is that how when, he describes it? Well, they said um, there's about hardship for racialized Canadians and Indigenous people who are confronted by systemic barriers. That's right. Now, this is kind of interesting. I did a a Google search on systemic racism. Mm. And it's interesting. And you know what that Google search, just a a quick five-minute Google search, looked at the first three pages that Google uh, provided in respect of systemic racism. Not a single one of them actually explained what systemic racism is. What they tried to ex- explain about systemic racism, one uh, web- website said, was that it was a bunch of rules set up by white colonialists when they came to North, for example, to uh, and set up governments in in North America. For and these rules were geared in favor of the white colonialists. Now. Uh, let's just think about that. Um, maybe they set up some rules based on the laws from the countries they came from. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, like such as British common law. Magna things, Carta. The Magna Carta. Things like uh, government, the, the process of government, the infrastructure, things of this. These infrastructures, which were brought over uh, and copied here, damn, they're, they're, they're efficient. They work. How is that systemic racism? Because you have different groups that say that they're biased against them. There is no going back. The only way to to not be systemic racist, as these uh, organizations are claiming, is to throw all that out. So it's like throwing the, the, the baby out with the bathwater in that sense. Just throw it out. Everything that made Canada and the U.S. good, let's just throw it out the window right now. And go into complete anarchy. 
Let's just be total favoritism to one select group, and let's let's get into our little select groups, and we can all fight it out and argue each other and be mad, right? Oh, uh, uh, conquering by division. Uh, That's it's right. quite simple. Yeah. Well, I've got a actually pretty good example for people to understand what systemic racism is. It's the government giving people money based on the melanin co- content of their skin. That's a good Did one. They not, didn't the liberals just actually say if you're black, they would have a special entrepreneurship fund for people who's happen to be black? That's right. Now, now do you have to be a quarter black, a half black? Like, is there... What if you identify as black? Can I got to have some black, uh, you know... You uh, can, DNA yes. Me? Uh, I, I'm sure. And I'm I'm half Italian, and at You're, one uh, time the Moors had conquered um, most of southern Italy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can, I as could, long as we identify that way, I can't see any reason why we can't uh, partake in that, right? Maybe we should do 23andMe. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, we can grab some of that cash. That's right. It's, it's up for the grabs for sure. Yeah, no. that, it, to be all seriously, it's totally facetious as a fact. Is. Is there's no such thing as systemic racism by the government unless they set quotas for specifically for people based on gender, sex, or gender, sex. Well, you have to now because there's so many yep. different genders. Melanin component. Melanin content of your skin, yes. Yes, or you're of a specific religion or if you're indigenous. Uh, so that is systemic racism in itself. Because the people not included in those special statuses are the people being uh, prejudiced against. It's like the different governments, like in the states, uh, Democrats, they're going to claim the other people or the other side is doing that when, in fact, they're actually the ones committing that yes. crime. Or yes. uh, yeah, Dan Bongino says it all the time. Is they're guilty yeah. of what they accuse you of? Yeah, whatever they're guilty of, they're accusing yeah. you of. Yes. So anyways, that's uh, most of what goes on uh, with the throne speech. Of course, it's all about COVID. And, uh, you know, science is going to lead the fight to a vaccine. Uh, did you just see that? Uh, who are, The CDC, I think, recently just admitted that uh, COVID is uh, no more lethal than the common flu <laughs> did they just do that that's funny yes yes they just basically said that <laughs> everything yeah uh, yeah and then the who's making sort of the changing their tune talking about uh the next outbreak they should handle it like sweden yeah yeah and not get all stressed out and yell the sky is falling the sky is falling right Yes. I must admit, though, the second thing after COVID and, uh, you know, systemic racism is good old uh, liberal trifecta, climate change. Oh, yes. Yes, that was other. We're going to come out of this this with a new climate economy. That's right. A new climate-based oh, yes. economy. Oh, yes. Decarbonizing, decarbonizing the economy, they call it. Yeah. And they make one, three words in that uh, bullshit document, the throne speech. Build back better. 
build back better. Where did I you hear have, that again before? The, the time? Well, I heard uh, Joe Biden saying it, but who knows how Joe said it? He might have said better build back or I'm not sure how he. Yeah. <laughs> He might have just said, yeah, yeah. So I did, I, 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 uh, I did a little research on build back better. Building back better or BBB is a program that was first officially used in the United Nations Sendai Framework for Disaster Risks, Risk Reduction, which was agreed on. In the third UN World Conference on Disaster Risk Reduction in 2015. So they snuck in their little UN plan in the throne speech. And do you know what the concept is? What's that, Todd? It has its roots in improvement of land use, spatial planning, and construction standards. It's Broader opportunity by building greater resilience in recovery by systemically addressing the root causes of vulnerability. In other words, we're going to do whatever the fuck we want in order to achieve what we want. Recovery must promote fairness and equity. Local governments must be empowered to manage recovery efforts and must devote greater resources to strengthening government recovery institutions, especially at the local level. Oh, there's all sorts of things here. One of them is, though, and I've seen it actually, you know, the union uh, Unifor, you know, the whores that are uh, in the media that are getting the $600 million in tax credits from the federal government. Oh, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They uh, they had a little document on building back better, and one of the big things that they said in the document, of course, was equity, blah, 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 was green jobs and decarbonizing the economy. Mm. So guess what that means? Gas prices are going up, baby. Yeah, we're going to get more. Well, you saw Doug Ford yesterday at the Ford plant. It wasn't yesterday. It was a couple of days ago. At the Ford plant, making the big announcement of Ford starting to build more electric cars. <laughs> what? What could you say? <laughs> Just this. I, my business and in the industry I'm in, I deal with utility people all the time. And they're literally shitting their pants. It's like electric cars are maybe what, like? maybe three, four percent of the yep. market of, of the vehicles on the road. What happens when they hit 20? <laughs> we don't have the generating transmission or distribution infrastructure to handle that. That's right. Can you say brown oats? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just I just shake my head. I just yeah. shake my head. And but. It goes to show that the throne speech, the intersection of Marxist ideology, world government, and radical environmentalism—that's all they're that they're going and they're going they're going full bore, and that's what this throne speech is about. And he knows right now he has the leader of the NDP by the short and curlies. The NDP are in free fall; they have no money. Jagmeet Singh wants to keep his job and keep living the high life. 
So the last thing he wants to do is fight another election. That's right. They'll be, ban- they'll be bankrupt. They'll be no longer a party. So he is going to hitch onto uh, the turds coattails as long as he can. And he's going to prop them up as long as, you know, he keeps getting his salary. They can maybe rebuild their finances. Uh, maybe they'll throw a little goodies their way. So he's so now basically the deputy deputy prime minister of Canada, uh, Jagmeet Singh, through a coalition government. Pretty much, pretty much. That's what we're stuck with. You know, I, I I've thought a lot about this during the week about this is this is the 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 thin edge of the well, it's been going on for a while, but this is real in your face, obvious evidence of what they're doing. They're getting ready for uh, world government. World uh, global global socialism, you know they're talking about the universal basic income, all those things, and it's they're marching in lockstep with the socialist countries in Western Europe, Canada, um, even the Democrats in the United States will march in lockstep too if that happens. Yeah, exactly. I don't see anybody here politically that's geared up to fight this. I hear I see Aaron O'Toole talk about things. I, I see Pierre Polivier, who's probably one of the few people that I have uh, a, a politician that I have respect for speaking up on this all the time. But where's Doug Ford? Where's Jason Kenney? Yeah. Uh, where's the uh, uh, is it Scott Moe? Yeah, Scott Moe out of uh, is it Saskatchewan or yeah Man- yeah Man- is it Man- I forget or Manitoba yeah yeah but. Where are these guys? Um, we mentioned the Magna Carta uh, earlier on, too. And the, there's a very complicated story about it, how it came about. But basically, what uh, the lower sort of nobles, earls and uh, other people, lower costs in society, but still fairly wealthy back then, were sick and tired of being shit on by the king. That's right. And they basically threatened to put him to the sword unless he signed this document. I think it's time in this country and in the West for maybe a second Magna Carta where we yeah. have to we can't rely on politicians to solve this force. We yeah. have to put them on a, a light of fire under their ass and realize uh, you better study the French Revolution if you don't get your shit together and start straightening things out because they've gone too far. Too far, exactly. Nobody wants to have the balls to say, "Hey, enough is enough," and and people are dying for for someone to come up and say, "Enough is enough." Let's get this 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 country back on track. Let's get it moving towards uh, growth, moving towards prosperity, and moving towards the, the entrenching of our rights, which cannot be affected by the whims of politicians for whatever their flavor of the day is. I know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you get these things like, oh, we can't have Thanksgiving this year, folks. Like, like Trudeau breathlessly uh, Dem- uh, said on his address to Canada after the, the throne sp- speech, uh, maybe if we're lucky, we might have Christmas if we wear our masks and download your tracking app. Yeah, That's, it's it's ridiculous. It's just he can shove his, ridiculous. 
He can shove his tracking app up his ass. He sure can. And that's we have. Where are the voices that for this silent majority? The people, you know, the people that are saying enough, enough of this crap. Where is, where is? I know O'Toole's been dealing with his uh, COVID diagnosis himself, so he's kind of laying low. But mm-hmm. where are the the other people? There, the, I, I see uh, Miss Rempel there. Uh, she's been coming forward, which is good. But really, she's a, a voice in out in a, a big empty field, fighting fighting against this whole media uh, controlled state, which isn't helping anything. No, they're ridiculed every chance they get. Like I, I've met like there's some good there's some good MPs out there that I have a lot of respect for, like Shannon Stubbs, um, Michelle Rempel. Uh, uh, oh, Kenneth Bergen, yeah, uh, Pierre Polivier. Um, I, I, I think, I think they're decent, well-meaning people who get it. The problem is, what's going to happen? One, are they going to get an opportunity to form a government? And two, are they compromised, or in the end, uh, policy is going to be made by? Uh, backroom conservative party people and i think that's the problem that we have to address is the fact that it doesn't matter what political party is in power they all become corrupt especially if they have millions and billions of dollars to deal with that's right somebody is going to uh, manipulate the system either for the personal gain or to get re-election like look at that fucking idiot out in BC that offered a thousand dollars to every citizen in the provincial election. Oregon. It's what other definition could you have for bribery? Strict bribery. Yeah. It's it's not hiding. Think we're going to actually, you know, physically bribe you to, to vote for us. Yeah. And it's like anyone with half a brain will sit there and say, okay, where are you getting this money from? You know, like, yeah. Where's this money coming from? Oh, it's, it's coming from you. <laughs> you know, it's probably probably uh, if everyone's going to get a thousand dollars, it's going to probably cost you thirteen hundred dollars in the long run because of government overhead for some civil servant to manage the program. Right. So that's right. And and I think we, for every dollar they have, they they get uh, twenty three cents. Uh, worth of man hours out of of, of work out of uh, the government, right? Yeah. <laughs> the other per, goes. The other goes. Much. The, yeah, the other goes to their pockets, uh, someone's pocket. Well, it's the old saying: is why can't a civil servant look out of the window in the morning? Because then he won't have anything to do in the afternoon. Right on. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I, I, or else. You know the the sign in uh, in a civil servant's uh, office. A lot of times uh, it says, "Look this way in the a.m. Look this way in the p.m." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a nap time in there too as well. So, oh yeah. Um, you know, so ultimately, as a society, if we're going to get anywhere or develop a society that is fair. In other words, no matter what your skin color, your 
sex, sexual orientation, or religion, you have the same opportunity as everybody else, or say freedom of opportunity. Then opportunities are basically self-made, but um, where you have the freedom to pursue your dreams as you see fit with minimum interference of the government. If we don't pursue this, we and we end up every election trying to rely on a political party to achieve this, we will not succeed. Look at Doug Ford, Doug Ford in, in Ontario. He's been at, I'm disappointed. Yeah, he's just he's just becoming um, Mr. He's COVID. folding. He's, yeah, he's he folding is. like a he's folding like a, a, a shirt, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it's I, I don't think he's necessarily an evil person. I just think he just gets. It's too big for him. Yeah. Everything. No matter um, what, uh, if you're you have most uh, honest intentions of achieving something in government, uh, it the jobs just become too big. Which I'm in awe. Of, I'm, I'm in awe of Donald Trump at what he's achieved with the resistance that he's faced and not having any political experience whatsoever. Yeah, that he has done an amazing job for sure. Oh, like yeah. You know, I'm looking at some of these highlights from the 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 throne speech and and some of the stuff Trudeau said. You know, he's he's talking about bringing on also a new Canadian disability benefit, which is modeled wow. after the guaranteed income supplement for seniors. So yeah. you have to, to get this benefit first. You got to be a new Canadian, and it's. You know, everybody has that some kind of disability, right? And let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, he's going to keep his earlier commitments to increase old age security once a senior turns 75 now. And, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's the uh, what's the uh, life average lifespan in Canada? 78. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, awesome. He's going to, okay, move forward and power in the mis- municipalities to restrict uh, handguns. Good luck and, with that one, buddy. Yep. And let's see what else. Uh, oh, uh, high-speed internet for everybody. I think uh, must, uh, uh, the guy from Telsa there, uh, Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk has already taken care of that with the satellite system he's just put up and uh, around the Earth that will give the world uh internet service whenever they want they just have to pay the fees right mm-hmm. so uh so that's a bunch of crop right there for the high-speed internet that's already taken care of well uh, uh, oh yeah the, increased funding for rapid housing as part of the national housing strategy you know what that translates into ontario or, or government housing mm-hmm. what happens in ontario and government housing scum crime ghetto that's yeah. all it is that's i have all worked, it is. i have worked in those buildings yeah. and they are shitholes i have a little anecdotal story of uh, doing we're doing a particular job in a in a, a building i won't mention where what city it was or anything like that but it was that type of housing and uh there was hvac equipment large hvac equipment that we're moving up and we were we told the uh, uh, maintenance manager of the, the the housing authority that 
we think we'll get them all up to the top floor today and then tomorrow we'll uh, move them up to the boiler room. And uh, the guy said, just there was just silence on the end of the line. I said, well, he said, well, no, <laughs> he said, <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you, you will not leave them there overnight. I go, well, what do they want with this stuff? He goes, yeah, he says, if they can't steal it, they'll break it. And he's, I said, but there's cameras everywhere. He goes, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so you, we you worked to... till about 10 o'clock that night to get yep. the equipment out of the site. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had I... sections of pipe stolen. Like they stole sections of pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing sacred, right? No. I know and, uh, a bunch of friends of mine that were uh, with the Toronto Police Service there, uh, a lot of times they'll go to these these housing projects and they have to send uh, two double-man cruisers in to go take the call. And then they'll have to have another one or two cruisers to watch their cruisers. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't, so don't they get the rims jacked off them or yeah, stolen, get right? the trash yeah. or else someone will throw a, a, a kitchen sink off of a 25th story uh, building at them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, I, it's a, yeah. a shit show there on all the, the national housing strategies. And what else do they have? Oh, yeah. They're going to continue to invest in international development and work to ensure developing countries have access to a vaccine. Don't worry about us. We don't need a vaccine. We really don't. No. That, well, no, we don't. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be serious. Uh, why would you want to have your entire DNA structure uh, <laughs> changed without any uh, for the sniffles? Yeah, for the sniffles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I think of that, and I'm 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 looking like okay, they how much how much money were they talking? Well, they didn't really mention money, but usually it's it's almost in the billions. Oh, it's always in the billions. Yeah. yeah. What about? What about drinking water on the reserves that they've talked about? Did well, they sell? I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forgot about the water in the, the indigenous communities, but it's all about the jobs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> someone, you, both of you and I grew up in the country. Yeah. We had cisterns, we had wells, we had septics. Yep. Oh, we managed to get clean water. Yep. <laughs> I remember my dad taking the box of <laughs> chlorine bleach yep. and pouring, <laughs> pouring it into the cistern once. Yeah, season. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah There's yeah. some clean water, son. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want any cleaner? Boil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's about it. You know, if it rains, you got a shower. <laughs> yeah, if it rains, you got you want water. There's enough water for yeah. the showers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, I, you're at, in the, the hot summer months. You felt you're like on a submarine or a ship at sea. You know, you only yeah. got one minute under the water and yeah, rinse, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Someone's <laughs> someone's coming in while you're leaving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't don't put that water down. This <laughs> don't let that water drain. Oh yeah. So, you know, we we all went through that. Yeah, I know, but it's 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 hypocritical of him, the money he throws around, and I still remember that Vice documentary where before he was prime minister, when he's riding in the back of a 
pickup truck being interviewed by the little vice groupie there who, you know, batting her eyes at him. And he's going on about how he's going to make sure they all get water, you know, clean water. What's changed? Nothing. 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 That's another thing. Vice, vice uh, media. That's a, there's a corporation. I'd like the, the first question I ever want to ask vice uh, media is how many unpaid, Interns? Interns, that's right. How many unpaid interns do you have who are putting together frontline articles and shows, everything for your organization that you're not paying them for, they're not getting any money, and you're saying it's for experience, and none of them are actively in schools, in a registered program, or most of them are already graduated those programs, and you still call them interns, even though they don't fall under in, interns under the employment standards of any of the provinces in Canada. So mm-hmm. offering, holding that carrot up, say, hey, if you do a really good job and put a, a whole bunch of good shows together, we'll give you a job, when in reality they're just using these people. That's that's a, one thing that irritates me a little bit. But I'd, I'd ask them, how many unpaid interns do they have? And, and why do you have unpaid tr- interns making you money? I call that. Yeah. That's something that should be looked into. Oh, for sure. It'd be interesting to see, too, who funds Vice. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, we do as taxpayers now, don't we? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just seeing. I'm trying to look, but we should look into that because like most media, who's uh, who's who's footing the bill? Yeah. Because I don't suspect that they're self-funding. Yeah, I doubt it, eh? Yeah. So, anything else you want to talk about this uh, monstrosity? Um, there's a few uh, interesting things that came up just recently. Um, 319 days with this 43rd Parliament without a budget. Hmm. It's a new record. And... Our favorite deputy uh, or finance minister that we have now, doesn't oh, the, smurf? Know what the, board, the smurf, doesn't even know what a budget is. No. Well, I mean, I'm sure her journalism and the Russian literature stuff. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Christina Freeland, that she has has not uh, tabled a budget or even looked into creating a budget at this point for the tabled before Parliament. That's just one of those little hey. I didn't realize that. Well, right. can you imagine what's going to happen when they actually have to create a budget? Maybe that's why uh, they put that ad in um, to try and hire a storyteller. Yeah, <laughs> they need a storyteller to create They're going to need to tell a story because they're talking about our national debt now is uh, close to $1.5 trillion. Yeah, which is – he spent more money in four months than – all of the previous prime ministers added together combined. Yeah, two of them fought world wars. Yeah, two of them fought world wars, and he spent more money than that. It's just absolutely... You've got to ask yourself... He's destroying the country. Yeah, where did this money go? Yep. Who has Now, well, I think a lot of it's Serb. Actually, a little tidbit back in the throne speech... They're talking now that CERB is funded by EI? Yeah, well, it's transitioned into EI. Uh, they've t- they basically 
it's like you know that guy when if you ever worked in an office you had that guy running around with a label maker mm-hmm. printing out labels for things mm-hmm. well, he, he tore the label that said serve off and then he now he's typed on it ei benefits yeah and basically it's, it's the same kind of program but now it's it's called uh, it's going to be under ei so same you know by a rose by any other name is still a rose but ei is funded by us that's right you and i who've worked 40 years and not and and contributed for 40 years and not have collected one single dime from that fund that's right yeah so some of these idiots collecting serb would not have contributed to the EI fund. That's right. But they're going to get money from the EI fund. And that's part of that new Canadian. Remember that that one thing you said about the new Canadian disability oh, under geez. EI? Yeah. So basically that's going to be funding people that have uh, that are new to Canada that have a, a disability or else they're too old to work. We're going to be paying for their their lifestyle and we're going to be paying for their uh, medicals and everything else it's going to be on our dime so can, that's, can, that's another great thing can someone please explain to me why we as a country would allow people to immigrate who have a disability and who are past working age <laughs> It doesn't make sense, does it? I I know it sounds cruel, but let's be fair about it. It doesn't make sense. You're putting a tax or a liability onto the country. And sure enough, we can afford to have a little bit of liability, but not to the extent that they're doing this. They're they're just letting everybody and their brother will qualify for this. Uh, Open the floodgates and let them in and let's just destroy our health care. Let's destroy our our social... uh, uh, safety net it just on and on right yeah well you know i understand that a lot of people what they do who and i've worked with them that they've come here and but you know they pay their way yeah they, they work here and they bring their parents over and they look after their parents that's that that used to be what the program was if you yeah, brought your and, parents over you're responsible for their their medical costs and their their living costs for I know it was a period of I think of about five years that you're you're totally liable for all their costs that could be uh, occur incurred by them such as medical or anything else and that should be the, the the norm right yeah I mean that that's fair yeah and and you know uh, can understand wanting your family together but you know what I'm paying for it. That's right. Why yeah. should we have? Well, pay? I am. Yeah. You I want am. them here? You pay for it. Have a nice yeah. day. I, I was. What you're talking like? We we're talking about these things that absolutely make no sense. That add nothing to the productive economy in the country and just put further burdens upon people who work. And it reminds me of these these two um, professors, uh, Cloward Piven, who came up with this kind of. Um, Clower Piven um, philosophy is that they figured I don't I, I should do some more research on these guys. But the idea was, is that in order to implement socialism, in a country, what you have to do is have to bankrupt the institutions. 
Yeah. In other words, you bankrupt the country so people have no choice but to accept socialism, socialism. and get handed to them whatever they want. Yep. That's right out of the book. Yeah. Right out of the textbook for that because all you're doing signal, is four hundred and thirteen percent more money is being produced in Canada than our G seven partners. Yeah. So the yeah. printing presses in Canada are four hundred and thirteen percent going off scale, just pumping out those dollars compared compared to the other G seven who have also increased their production of of uh, currency, but we're that much higher than them. Hmm. And they're already. <laughs> I mean, like the United States, I mean, is already there's no way they'll pay back their debt. No. Nope. Um, and I think our per capita debt is actually higher than the United States. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And people people don't understand that that is going to start hitting the economy like a sledgehammer. Yep. Uh, I was just in this store the other day and um, I was looking like a family pack of pork chops because uh, the two of us. I mean, as well off as we are, we're selective in what we eat for meat because it's so expensive. I saw a family pack of pork chops for $30. Holy crap. Oh, it's ridiculous. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, I'm buying two by fours the other day. $5 a two by four where they used to be $2. Yeah. What do those, uh, four by fours cost you? Uh, I forget, but I think my total bill for, the four by fours and the deck blocks was one hundred and sixty dollars. Okay, it's not. I, I had a, this horrible uh, thought that it was around forty odd dollars per four by four. Oh, well, it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, anecdotally, we have through someone we know uh, is building a house, and the expected lumber he had lumber cost priced out. Went and ordered his lumber. It was twice as much. Yeah. Incredible, eh? Oh, yeah. And that that like what you just talked about. Yeah, that hasn't even hit yet. Yeah. And that those dollars have to flow through the economy. So you have that much more money chasing the same amount of goods and services. And it's going to inflate the cost of everything. That's for sure. Wow. Lots of fun. Not, Not a lot of positive news out there, is there? Here's a funny, uh, though. I got a good one for you. Yeah. National Post headline, alleged mastermind of lavish mansion casino raided by police Ooh. met Ooh. with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Also contributed over a million dollars to the Trudeau Foundation. Hmm. Uh-huh. It says the gentleman's name is Wei Wei, who is a Chinese national. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And He's attended a, uh, a number of uh, liberal fund fundraisers, you know, pay-to-play type fundraisers, and has uh, is apparently on uh, first name basis with our Mister Justin. Well, well, I mean, he 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 travels in uh, in uh, the best you know, of circles, doesn't he? You know, with uh, the Kilberger brothers and uh, uh, now this guy. Uh, it's interesting too. Remember, we were talking about the influence of China and the intersection of Chinese businessmen, gang members, and the uh, Chinese Communist Party uh, trying to infiltrate Canadian politics and uh, business. There it is, right there. 
That is, yep. They found oh, yeah. a bunch of illegal guns there as well, by the way. Yeah, a lot of illegal guns. Yeah, well, they had an entire armed uh, a unit of, of, I think it was uh, 20 guys that were all armed. Armed guards. Illegally armed guards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, what else, are the other interesting things. He uh, also, uh, besides his million-dollar donation to the, the Trudeau Fund, he erected a statue in honor of Pierre Elliott Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look that article up because... That is hilarious. But yeah, yeah, that's this... That's just one little one little thing there. And yeah. what else what else we have here on the go? I think people are just uh, in general getting really sick and tired of the COVID garbage here. Well, and, and the the whole uh, flow over of this uh, systemic racism issues which don't really exist in Canada because they don't exist because no one can define systemic racism. That's the best part. Look go Google it yourself. Try to find out uh, an a definition and and if you want a virtual virtue signal or whatever that you might try to come up with your own but the reality of it is we our system is based on british common law the magna carta with the rights and torts uh, we have an infrastructure of a parliamentary government system all these things uh, we have uh, municipal uh, governments we have provincial governments we have federal governments we have organizations that they want uh, free business. They want the best people working for them. They don't care what their, the melamine content of your skin is. They want they, they want you to make them money. If you're not going to make them money, they don't want you there. Yeah. That's in the private sector. Your liability. If you're going to make them money, come on board. You know, but and so systemic racism. I am so. Uh, you know, my, I, I disagree with that whole concept. There is racism, of course. There is racism in Canada. There's, but it's not a, a wildfire of uh, situations going on. There is uh, the occasional uh, situation that might occur, but the the majority of Canadians are anything but racist. We just well, want to be treated fairly. We want everybody to be treated equally, and that's what it comes down to. I, I would just say to anybody who is of these supposed systemically um, um, racist target groups uh, who have been experienced systemic racism or systemic racism, why are you? What are you doing here? You know what I mean? You're here. <laughs> Because this is the best boat in town. That's why you're here. Yeah. This, this is the best show going. Like, yeah. Your chances of getting ahead here in Canada or North America are 10 million times better than anywhere else in the world. Your, your opportunities to, to, to get ahead on your own merits are all here, you know? Of course, our government's making that less and less possible each day with their repressive taxation and other stupidity uh, and what do you call it? Systemic stupidity. Yeah, there is systemic stupidity. I agree with you that that's yeah. uh, you don't, that's 
that, that comes to remind me, you know, that 99% of all the politicians out there make the other 1% look bad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about it. That's, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, they always go about the good cops and the bad cops. I think it's reverse with yeah. the politicians for sure, because it just seems to be, especially in the liberal and NDP party, it just get yeah. absolute hacks. I mean, in order to be a modern day liberal, too, you have to sign on to every stupid, illogical Interest. philosophy, yeah. philosophy that exists. Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. So, you have to it, sort it, of you gotta just be suspend the vir- disbelief. You got to be one of those virtue signal type people. They also, uh, you know, if you want to be a politician as well. Look at me, you know, I, I don't drink water out of out of plastic bottles. I bring them out of those uh, strawy thingy biggies. Water type thingies. Oh. Water type. Thingies. Well, that you see that they're banning. That was another thing they're going to be banning uh, single use plastics. Um, now, now here's this is good. Just think, let's just walk into a supermarket on single use plastic. I'm going to go up to the to the the bakery, and what is every loaf of bread wrapped in? Uh, I don't know, Craig. Uh, oh. uh, environmentally safe plastic? I don't know. Single use plastic. Yeah. Hey, let's go into the the part of the bakery where they got all the the donuts and all the muffins and all that. What are those muffins wrapped in? Plastic containers. Mm. And interesting. And all you post carbonites out there, where the hell do you think plastic comes from? Oil. Yeah. Where do they <laughs> like? Okay. Uh, I think we've had this discussion already, but pharmaceuticals, where Oil. do they come from? <laughs> Fertilizers, Oil. pesticides, herbicides. Oil. Oil. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you guys are just literally the stupidest people on earth. Yeah, let's cut our nose off despite our face, right? Yeah. Well, like the old saying is they're watermelons. They're green on the outside and red on the inside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's a, we covered a lot of stuff today there, Todd. I'm going to, I think we could wrap it up as a a show for today. Yeah, I think I'll go. I think I'll go hang myself now. You're going to hang yourself now? After <laughs> all that drink, positive or, news or, that you put out to drink, everybody? <laughs> drink huh? myself into oblivion. Yeah. Oh, but you can't afford to drink yourself into oblivion with all the taxes on the alcohol, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I, well, I, then I could say, well, I'll just, I'll just hook up my exhaust into my car, but then I can't pay for the carbon tax. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that uh speaking of that they, there's an ad out by one of the car manufacturers in either europe or uh one of those areas and the guy's guy's going to commit suicide right so he takes mm-hmm. a, a vacuum cleaner hose pits on the exhaust and pits in his car and he's in the garage and he he's leaving it running right and he's sitting there listening to music Three hours later, he's still sitting there looking around, <laughs> listening to music, because <laughs> the only thing his car <laughs> is kicking out is H, uh, water vapor. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a carbon neutral. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. about it. That was kind of funny. That was one of yeah. those band commercial things, but. Yeah, no okay. doubt. 
So we're going to wrap it up for a show today, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your comments anytime. Yeah, you've been listening to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. You have been listening to the Canadian Beacon Podcast. We would love to hear your comments or suggestions. Please email us at cbpodcast at codegeco.ca or follow us on Facebook under the Canadian Beacon.